This is Shop Talk, our weekly discussion of journalism issues. I'm Rich Egger. I'm Will Buss. And I'm Pam Peters. Visual Capitalist created a chart to visualize what it considers 33 problems with the media. The site published the chart a little more than a year ago, but many, if not all, of the concerns remain valid. Among them, tabloidization, clickbait, and paywalls. The site also pointed to media consolidation, ad clutter, news deserts, and horse race journalism as problems plaguing the news industry. And we can certainly talk about any or all of those, or if you you folks have the chart in front of you. If there's something else that jumps out there, horse race journalism has been a problem for a long time. It's where, uh, with elections, you're reporting on who's leading instead of uh, uh, reporting on what some of the issues are and finding out what the candidates think about something. No, exactly. I, this is this is a very um, very interesting kind of a synopsis that really helps identify some problems that I'm well aware of, I've experienced, and some that, I, that I've that i read that I never heard of or had the, the cute little uh, or interesting uh, terminology associated with it, like, okay, I see that, and some that I, oh, I'd never heard of this problem before. But, you know, we talk about um, just uh, just looking at, you know, news deserts. We've talked about that in this, uh, in this uh, show, and uh, I think we're... Uh, we're starting to see one at least uh, start to expand here in these parts, and that's what happens in smaller towns like this. Our local newspaper, newspapers have always done the service of giving you the in-depth reporting, not that broadcast does it, but newspapers have that ability to allow you read deep reads, several hundred thousand word investigative stories on a more regular basis. Uh, broadcast does the same thing, but in their own way. Um, and we don't have that, right? We have, of course, uh, tried and true Tri-States Public Radio, but we don't have the newspaper presence that we once did, right? That's a, that's a problem. I noticed uh, that one. Uh, one I want to point out, paywalls. Um, I think they're a necessary evil, unfortunately. I, I don't know what if there is a, you know, my, my, uh, my focus is at the end of the day, as a, as a still a working journalist and, a, and an educator, you know, I'm training, I'm hoping to train and inspire and mentor future journalists as a, as a college journalism and broadcasting teacher. And in a, in a world where compensation is hard to sustain or even come by, I don't know if there's a better way to do that. Um, paywalls, I think they're a necessary evil. Yes, they're a turnoff because oh, I got to pay for this now, and you're 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 more apt to say, hey, I'm on my phone, I should read this for free. Um, and again, I'm just pointing at a few of these things: news deserts, paywalls, um, you know, uh, false balance from both sides. I noticed that one presenting two sides. Uh, equally when there's not a corresponding proof to support the other side. I think we've seen this quite a bit, especially on the uh, cable news networks. Um, but these are all very interesting, and, I, and we could really make several programs, I think, out, out of this list. But those are, those are a few that just stood out to me. Well, you know, hearing 33 problems made me think of the Jay-Z song, 99 <laughs> Problems. And uh, this is only one-third as many problems, but uh, perhaps if we sat down, we could come up with 99 problems, Pam. Oh, and I, I mean, I agree with Will. There, all of these could be their own show. Um, and, and there's probably more problems out there that we don't know. I mean, for me, um, as somebody that studies um, social media, digital media issues with journalism, um, you know, 
algorithmic radicalization, I can't pronounce today, but um, dealing with algorithms is something that I teach. I I stress with um, students. I stress with people that I see. You know, when you're going online and searching, people don't realize your searches may not be bringing up um, the most accurate information because it's looking at what do you normally search for, um, which is a serious problem. It ha- it, it's extremely uh, problematic with social media um, because people always, I always laugh on Facebook, well, why am I only seeing this information? Well, this is because this is what you search for the most, and that's what it's reading. Um, they say they're cleaning that up, but I don't really see mm. where that's changing. So that impacts where we get our news which in return impacts what we believe, either further fulfills our beliefs. It really doesn't give us that alternative. And and the same thing with that, you know, social bots. Um, Mm, Bots on social media are becoming more and more problematic, I think, every day. Um, You know, I can go online and create any image I want, anything I want, and you don't know if I'm a real person or not. and those, when those pop up, because you're even seeing, I was, I actually saw something this morning where um, you're seeing where more and more social bots are popping up trying to act as either journalists or act as legitimate news sites, and they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, they're throwing information out there that that is not true. And you know, we train journalists to go dig. And research, but as the average person, do they have the time or are they going to go research that thinking this is a legitimate site? So as a social media, somebody that studies social media and really deals with that regularly has been a digital media, social media um, director has done that. Those two really stood out to me because I think you see, I see that problem every day, um, not just in news, but it's, yeah. it's a serious problem that does impact the way the public sees journalism. Yeah, and you don't even need to click on something. You can be scrolling through a feed and just pause on something. Uh, Instagram, I might pause on a, a video of a wacky baseball play, and then all of a sudden I have a bunch of baseball videos starting to show up. I haven't even clicked on it or watched the thing all the way through, but because I paused there, they seem to think I want to see more like that. So, yeah, and these people who feel like, you know, the government uh, uh, with COVID shots was was implanting a chip in you to follow you around <laughs> anytime you go on a phone, you're yeah. you're being spied on, basically. Yeah, and but, I, you know, look at a lot of these things. I, mean, I think technology is certainly, uh, you know, under, has certainly changed um, the media, right? And I think these 33 examples, a lot of them maybe mm-hmm. have to do with that, right? And uh, I think this speaks to people having to be a little bit uh, smarter and more intelligent, uh, maybe some media literacy about uh, how they acquire or where they get their news. Uh, you know, I'm looking straight at just to throw out another one, media consolidation, right? Who's, who's owning these organizations? Mm-hmm. And again, something else we've spoken about here before is who is buying up these newspapers, who's buying up these uh, media organizations, and uh, what are they doing with them? And unfortunately, what newspapers are doing because of, uh, uh, because of the uh, – uh, trading and the uh, capitalists that are heading into there, uh, they're not uh, investing in their newsrooms and they're, and they're, they're 
you know, ingratiating and only uh, helping their shareholders and not doing the product of the media. And that's because of a lot of media consolidation. I'm looking at you, USA Today, Gannett, and uh, and the rest. And uh, that's well, uh, as big a problem, if any. Yeah, well, USA Today, Gannett was actually Gatehouse bought Gannett. Yes. But Gatehouse such, had such a, a bad reputation, I think, such a right. bad name from what it has done to small-town yes. newspapers that they decided to keep the Gannett name instead of Gatehouse. <laughs> right, yeah, we can't, we can't put lipstick on that pig. It's, uh, it's, it, it is what it is. It's still Gatehouse, and it's still a company that is, uh, you know, hedge fund operators, right? And they're, and they're stripping away communities like this. You no longer get that local news anymore at the McDonough County Voice. No, I agree. I mean, I actually just saw an instance back home. Um, Kansas has been uh, having some issues lately, but um, <laughs> journalism-wise. But um, just yesterday, I was just discussing this with um, someone back home. They have that issue where they're operating a pay, or they're they're actually operating a paper in a news desert. They it's a college paper that was started to help this town, but one of the local towns close to them. We're running a. It's owned by a media consolidation company. I can't remember who came in and consolidated them, but they were running a story that about this town, or they thought it was this town. It was actually a town in Minnesota, but they were running it in a town with the same name hmm. in Kansas. Huh. So you're even dealing uh-huh. with this. Are they even paying attention to what's going on in their local town? And that was the question. You know, that was the comment and discussion we had was you're literally running this who are who are the reporters even for some of these you know are you even getting people you're not even having people from the area run these and where did they get this story that they're running something from a town in minnesota in a small kansas paper Mm. thinking that you know this is accurate um so i don't think that's something you see happen a lot but it is interesting that um Yo, who's even doing the reporting now for these for mm-hmm. these papers or for these smaller, yeah. uh, more localized news organizations that still exist? Um, if they're not people that care about the community, what's what are we even going to get out of that? If if they're not from that community or involved in that community, yeah, who's doing the page layout and sees sees a town name and just slaps it in there. I mean, there is a Macomb, Michigan, same spelling as Macomb, Illinois. Uh, might we at some point in the McDonough County Voice see a Macomb, Michigan article thinking that it's Macomb, Illinois? I believe there's a Macomb, Mississippi, though it's a different spelling, but yeah. that would be interesting to see a Mississippi article big Macomb headline on it. Yeah, I, I guess stranger things have happened, but uh, in this day and age where... Uh, you know, newspapers are uh, left to die on the vine, and uh, I don't know. It doesn't seem like anything's going about changing that, and I think uh, contemporary readers are expecting more or less free things on their mobile devices. I think that's something mm-hmm. we, that, that's working against us. With that, we're going to wrap up our discussion for this week. Our listeners can join us again next week here at TSPR.org for more of Shop Talk.